Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My garbage disposal broke. But I don't want to tell my landlord. Why? Because he might raise my rent. Uh, well, my 95-year-old neighbor watches TV at 80 decibels. How loud is that? Crazy loud. How do laundry machines still require quarters? My toilet paper delivery came in two large boxes. That's too many boxes. <gasps> Have such a good day. Mates, peeps, dogs, homies. Good day. Good day. Good day. Greetings and salutations. Fosters, Australian phobia. <laughs> It's the only two things I know. Actually, no, there's one more. What? When, um, this is only based on one Australian uh, uh, woman friend I had at one point. Um, and when she said, oh no, mm-hmm. it was Arnar. Oh, I love that. And so even Arr, to this nar. day, like when It someone's like, like a, a, Australian, so I sort of say under my breath, Arr, nar. And, Arr, nar. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm like, that's exactly how sounds it like sounds. Sounds like a dog. It's Arr, like, nar. and I'm not good oh. at accents. We've kind of talked about this, actually. Neither am I. Yeah, I, I'm woefully bad, in fact. Yes, But I can say, oh, no, like a real Australian. A real champ. And I also know that New Zealanders say fush instead of fish. And that's not something that Australians do. Oh, because the two the two islands have... Mm-hmm. They know the difference. Oh, yeah. The rest of us get confused. Let's just move there someone and says, learn fush. all of this stuff. You know that they're from New Zealand. I would they're love to a learn. Hobbit person. I love all the vernacular of these mm. places. It's not just the language you would learn in a, in a book. Um, it's the slang that I like, the street oh. talk. Oh. That's what really makes you get to know a culture. I love it. Me too. Super cool. Me too. And like, like um, you, know, uh, you know, a mech. In, in French, yep. for example, mm-hmm. I guess that's not really slangy. That everyone it knows is, that, but, but it's like, but it's it's basically flip. You flip the word and you read mm-hmm. it backwards. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. clever. And then in 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 England, they we're have actually like the, just just for context. If anyone's like, what are you talking about? In French, that's sort of like a slang for a, a dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like saying a dude Or rather you say than a meth, man. Meth is femme, so f e m m e meth, and there, it goes all over the place but there's in Britain I love the rhyming slang is so cool it's like something in the pocket like it I can't remember any of them actually but they're really cool maybe <laughs> I'll sounds good maybe I'll write some down for the next show <laughs> something Anyways. in the pocket is my market <laughs> <laughs> it's a locket anyway welcome to have such a good day Hey everybody. That's How, our show. How's it going? Episode six. Woo What woo. up? We are six weeks in. We are rolling right along. Yeah, this is this is more than a month and less than two, but we're starting to feel kind of comfortable in our stripes. We're in a little bit of a rhythm. I mean, there's, you I know. I think so. I mean, our, our wardrobe is a little random. I mean, you know, speaking of myself, but. Uh, I mean, Heather, you look lovely. <laughs> you look lovely. For anybody who's only listening to the audio version of the podcast, this is a really quick plug. Um, if you are a Patreon subscriber of $1 or more per month, you have uh, access to our video feed. Mm-hmm. And, That's right. And we, you know, my cats are in the background. They don't say much, but they, you know, they offer us a lot of um, just kind of moral support. There's a but- hodgepodge of fashion. <laughs> 
There's a hodgepodge of fashion and snacks. I mean, yeah, one day it might be, you know, Sarah's wearing her pajamas and I'm wearing like this like fancy dress and it might be the other way around the following week. I mean, except that it won't know. be. I'm not going to wear a fancy dress on the show. Like, what's a fancy dress? But uh, but yeah, but this is this is our show. Have such a good day.com is where you can find all of our new episodes. But we really do hope that because we have gotten a, quite a few questions of people being mm-hmm. like, oh, is there a video show? Like, oh, we thought this was an audio podcast. It is. That's what it is. And we want to keep it that way. But we're also hoping that some of our extras that we're mm-hmm. providing to patrons, um, and these are tiers, so definitely go to patreon.com slash have a good day. Uh, have, have such, such a good, a good day, day <laughs> to get a, you know a little bit more context. But um, we're always trying to flesh that stuff out in order to keep the community happy. Yeah, definitely. And if you guys ever have any ideas or thoughts or anything please let us know email us at hi at have such a good day.com or you can actually on patreon there's a community board uh we spend a lot of time talking with you guys um and we would like to continue so please just you know send us notes talk to us join the discord ten dollars a month or more or more or, or yes or more discord is not part of patreon um but the two work tandem mm-hmm. really nicely they're very cool i highly recommend if you don't know what we're talking about and it sounds like gibberish patreon discord all these crazy names they're very cool platforms i highly recommend looking into them um they're i can't i i will i'll write a post about it because they are very fascinating platforms and we love them so much um but uh but yeah join us on either of those both of those and we're actually doing every month every three weeks we're going to do a ask us anything on discord so don't miss out yeah, if you've ever heard of the AMAs on Reddit, same idea, except that Discord has a really cool feature where you can, you know, for, I don't know, whatever your system you're using, open up your mic and it's sort of a real-time voice chat thing. It's super and futuristic. It's cool. It I is. highly recommend it. And Heather and I, are, I, we'd love to meet more of you. I mean, it's so nice to to, to see your emails and um, and your tweets and you know your messages and all of that good stuff. But it'd be kind of fun for us to we hear each other's more. voices a little bit more often. And if you happen to have come across the show and want to know a little bit more about us, have such a good day is... Truly, the idea of it is to uh, make everyone's life a little bit brighter through our community that we're hoping to harness. And we talk about things that are fun or not fun or funny or disturbing or anything in between. But again, that sort of human component, not to be too gushy, is a big part of what we have brought to the table. And we've gotten a a really good amount of feedback. Good feedback. We about really this have, so and it's almost like rooted from like Sarah and I's relationship, which is kind of cool. The show just came out of her and I. We support each other in through thick and thin, through happy and sad, mm-hmm. and so we we're like, you know, like it just sort of like the show kind of came out of that. Um, but we make each other laugh. Um, boy, do we laugh! Uh, so we thought, let's just make a show. Let's talk about all the stuff that we talk about. Let's bring everybody into our home and have intimate conversations about things that we all care about so that we can feel less alone in this very, very beautiful yet scary and strange universe that we live in. Amen to that. So Heather, I wanted to mention before we get into the meat of the show, I had two house guests over the last week. That's a lot for you. It is because I'm in, you know, again, I love my friends and any friend who's either watching or listening should never feel like I'm trying to not have you come stay with me. However, I am weird about people in my house. Mm -hmm. That's just me. She's weird about me being here right, right now. Yeah, I, I, She's just I, like dis- giving me I, the side eye. I dislike it a lot. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, it just, I just, I, um, hosting people in your private space. I live alone. Yeah, you know, it changes the whole dynamic. Sure. I want everyone to be comfortable. Yeah. Are you comfortable enough? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? You mm-hmm. want another blanket? Like I go a little nuts. Um, anyway, I had um a couple really really good friends of mine stay and. Uh, the first friend of mine, actually, when she's from Sebastopol, which is the town I grew up in, she way back in the day, like, gave us one of her cat's kittens and it ended up being our cat Luther. And like, you know, it's a it's a whole thing. So my mom is always like, Aaron, 
she's Luther's mother. <laughs> you know, she gave us this yeah. wonderful Maine Coon. Yeah. Actually, a Norwegian forest cat. But, um, but, and then like Charlie. Yeah, exactly. And my other friend, Andy, is, uh, she was like, I'm like mildly allergic to cats, which you are sometimes, sometimes a little depending bit. on the cat. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was sort of like, uh, well, I hope it's okay. Yeah. And I was so proud. And I just want to, you know, just go ahead and just, just, uh, just be a little boastful here for a second that she was like, this is really weird for to have like two cats who sort of, uh, sorry if you guys hear the, um, the, you know, music outside. I, I live on a nice busy street in Venice in the summer. <laughs> she was like, your cats like aren't making me sneeze. And they're all over her, yeah. you know, cause oh, they yeah, love totally. like, if like, if I have company, they're like, we're going to sit on your lap and look at you <laughs> intently, you know? Um, so, so it was one happy family. It was one happy family and I felt like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm glad I, you know, swept and everything beforehand, but, um, You're such a good host. Yeah, my cats didn't I make did you notice sneeze. that your place is a little cleaner than usual. I'm glad that you, um, feel that you need to clean for when I come over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that too, Heather. That too. Well, that sounds like a really exciting week for you. Um, it was. I, did you have a week as well? I did. I had an interesting week. Okay. Um, there was a lot going on. Um, a lot of interesting stuff. But the one thing that stuck out, stuck out for me, I have a friend who lives in Montpellier, France. Okay. She's not French. She married a French uh, man. Um, she was my best friend in second grade. Oh. And okay. we we were very close the few years that she lived in my hometown, and then she kind of moved moved around. But we've always stayed relatively close. Um, she sends me a postcard like almost once a month. That's so nice. It's so cool. And I got one this week and I can't tell you how nice it is to receive a postcard. It's, it's like you get this pile of those stupid coupons that you'll never use or like the, you know, just a lot of junk mail. Um, and, uh, and you know, you get this little cute little postcard from where was she this time? Um, she was in, uh, somewhere in France. I can't remember, but I put it on my refrigerator, and now I have about twenty of them on my my refrigerator. All from it's her? Just like a really yeah, it's oh. amazing. Like it's just her name is Nicole, and shout hi. out to Nicole Montpellier. Yes. Anyway, so that's that's my exciting thing for the week is I got a postcard. It's well, old technology. Well, it's not even technology. Well, and one might say, what's so cool about that? But. I think the last postcard I got was from you, and it was years ago. I see it on your refrigerator and right it is, now. And it is. It's up on yeah. my refrigerator because I was like, that's so nice. Now, I am uh, a combination of lazy and a bad friend, and also I don't believe in paper. So I'm like, well, that requires a stamp and like a pen. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. the, the sending of the postcard, it's not like it's expensive or anything, but it's like, how do you find pens mm -hmm. to like write things on postcards? Because I'm, I'm a, you're a I, penless I, person. I like to pretend that we're in a, um, a wireless world. Mm -hmm. I know you always have been that way. Even though we're not. Yeah. Um, in fact, if Meredith Feynman is listening to this and I know you're not, but one day maybe you will be, she has like 450 pens and she loves them all for different reasons. I love pens too, actually. Yeah. I'm like, a, I love like a, like her, yeah, like ink and sure. the whole way mm -hmm. that it looks and everything is like pens are very interesting. Oh, to yeah. People. You know what I do? I mm. actually I take pens from like the restaurants that I like, you know, when you sign the bill and they have like a cool pen and it has like the name of the restaurant. And you or something. steal the yeah, pen? I do. <gasps> wow. I do. Have you ever stolen a pen from a restaurant where you're like, this might be like a pretty nice pen that like it's they're gonna be like not that thrilled with that no, I took it. Not really, because I never take if, if it's a really amazing fountain pen that which it never is. It's usually just like a little <laughs> why would they give a little pen? like clicky, yeah. you know, a little big pen that just has the name of the restaurant, but it's cute because it's like pink writing and it's like whatever. And they probably had like a lot of them made, oh, so completely. it's not. A, it's like it's like taking a matchbook kind of thing or one of those like red candle holders yeah that oh, all totally. the bars have that like everyone has like at least one or two in a cupboard somewhere I think I, I think the biggest thing I stole from a restaurant which I don't steal from restaurants on a regular basis but well it sounds like you things, do Heather the two things I did <laughs> once steal a wooden pepper mill from Nopa <gasps> And a reserved sign, you know, those little like triangle. And and Nopa, being, for, for anyone who doesn't know, is a it's a fairly upscale restaurant in, in San, San Francisco. Francisco. I used to live down the street from nothing there. like it's not like 
high no. fancy, but it's something where it's they like would a neighborhood gem, like they, a little boutique they, spot. They would have nice pepper there. They had a nice pepper mill. I still have it to this day. It's a great pepper mill. I, it's not like I I knew the owner. It's not like I'm trying to like pull one over. You know, right? Um, I just it was someone dared me, and it you know I put it in my purse. I was I probably had a couple cocktails, so it was like ah, no big deal. You're a thief. It's cool. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, hey, we're all trying to get it, to know each other. Hopefully, you know, some of you thieves out there feel just a little less alone. Speaking uh, of thieves, uh, speaking of hmm. thieves, we all. Um, hmm. So this is a little bit of a tech story but i think that it resonates with with a lot of folks who if you have a twitter account right let's say that you do something that um is let's say that i tweeted something that you thought was highly offensive mm-hmm. and so did the rest of society mm-hmm. whatever right okay well what's role what role does twitter have in like policing the stuff that I say Mm -hmm. and like how does free speech you know supersede that or does it and you know is it platform by platform right so that's sort of the you know the the over the overarching question which would apply to Facebook or LinkedIn or or a blog or anything well so Alex Jones who runs Infowars and I don't even want to talk about this guy because he's not my kind of guy but Mm -hmm. he got suspended from Twitter And the reason this is significant is that Twitter is the only major social platform. And this, again, includes Facebook and Vimeo and YouTube and, you know, pretty much everybody Mm -hmm. where a a, um, video and entertainment slash news personality would have a presence. Mm -hmm. Twitter was the only network that was like, well, I mean, we can't really like ban him outright. And all the other networks were like, no, no, we are. This is, you know, this is where this is. It's no good. Yeah. Um, so what Twitter did was they instituted a seven day suspension, mm-hmm. which is almost like being suspended from school rather than That's being kind of expelled. Yeah. Right. So what it means is if they did that to me, I could, I could access, um, you know, my timeline. Mm-hmm. I could see what people were tweeting. I wasn't blocked from anything, but I couldn't respond. Yeah. So I was silenced. Yeah. And that, you know, depending on who you are, is either going to infuriate you or not be really much of a ban at all. But this is something that is new to Twitter, like yeah. where people are like, uh, OK, well, if other platforms that are like your direct competitors are doing this and this is somebody that mm-hmm. well, Heather and I might disagree with what this person is saying, but not everybody does. Yeah, you're being you're being punished by like a website. Well, it's, it's interesting. But the website isn't going so far as to say fuck you yeah you're out of here we yeah. don't want you yep they're saying hmm this is all a little bit more nuanced so we're gonna do this weird sure. kind of passive to like thing. teach you a lesson or right. something but it's not even part of their terms of service it's like we're kind of making up the rules as we so go is along this guy, so this, what is this guy doing about it is he upset oh i don't know i don't i mean he can jump off a pier as far as i'm <laughs> concerned but i do think it's important as sort of a precedent mm-hmm. as more and more people have you know public facing personas think about it, like on instagram it's like oh if someone posts a picture of a nipple mm-hmm. right well if it's a woman right yes. you're not supposed to do that and you get flagged sure. and you get reported and you have to take the photo like yep there's all these sort of rules that we have in place mm-hmm. where for the most part for the most part people kind of know what behavior works Absolutely. and what doesn't and what's, you know, going to uh, um, get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. And Twitter is sort of paving their own way this whole thing. So I, I find the whole thing fascinating because I love Twitter more than the average person. You do. So what what would happen if I did something on Patreon that was, I don't know, like what, what, would, what would they not like? Uh, what do you mean on Patreon? Well, just on our video today. Oh, uh, what would be against the rules? I don't even know. We need to read their terms of service because we don't even know what is unacceptable. Well, I think as long as you're not denying the fact that 9-11 happened, (laughs) then you're on the right track. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Anyway, so that's your tech minute. Uh, it got a little up to date on Twitter and this, these are the things that I think about. Like, what does it like? No, it it is fascinating. Yeah. Like if you say I'm. You know, if someone threatens to assassinate a person in, uh, you know, um, a government role, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That's illegal. Like, yeah. you, you know, you can't. There Absolutely. are certain things that we cannot do. Yeah. And if you do it, you're going to be in a world of hurt, right? Are, are people in like an, in, in a sort of uh, uproar about this? 
It's a pretty big story. It's, it's a big, it's but a big it's deal. not so much a story about this particular person and this yeah. particular network, which happens to be conservative. Mm-hmm. And again, we're just going to go ahead and bypass that whole thing because mm-hmm. we don't want to get into that. But it is, uh, it is a, it's a story where it's almost like if you said, "Well, this lower court ruled this way, but then the Supreme Court overturned it," mm-hmm. but like we're setting a precedent that never existed before. Yeah. And it actually changes the lives of you and me, depending on what we want to say in the future and what the repercussions might be because of that. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like And te- how technology. the Constitution fits into it. Again, the U.S. Constitution, but yeah. Technology is sort of like, you know, pushes the envelope with this stuff. It always has, you know. Oh, tech It's man, interesting. Tech man. Well, so I know that you talked a little bit, it was a couple weeks ago, I think, about some things that you were watching that you were interested in. And I thought... When, maybe, when you say that, you mean like... Like your, TV, movies. Okay. Yeah. Those things. Yes. Those things. <laughs> not, the, not just my neighbor. No, no not like just linking around at four in the out morning. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would be an interesting conversation. It would. And trust me, like, I am self-appointed neighborhood watch. Like, you guys can't see, but right out here... I have a little balcony and like sometimes at night where I'm like, what's that noise? You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm your 85 year old, 95 year old, you know, 80 decibel neighbor being like, what's going on out there? Yeah, you what should, a bunch you of should create a, a Twitter account and just like update the neighbors and stuff. Mm. I think that would be a good idea. Anybody who lives in my neighborhood vo- follows Venice 311, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know if you've heard of Venice yeah. 311. I have not met this person. I believe it's a woman. I'm dying to meet her it's one of those sort of like hyper local yeah. social totally. accounts yeah where you know they're listening to like apb stuff mm-hmm. and you know like they like know a couple of the people who like fly the helicopters for the news orgs mm-hmm. and so they kind of get information and that's kind of i love that stuff. it's so cool we listen to the um when we hear because there's a lot of helicopters in my neighborhood too but yeah. we'll we'll turn on our little radar like it's a little like a uh, police radar app <laughs> and uh and yeah it's fascinating to hear what's going on um but uh but yeah so i wanted but, to ask you i thought we could do a little back and forth back to entertainment yeah, yeah let's let's escape our reality let's do it okay um so i was thinking though you know we're halfway through the year right we're you know <laughs> our cat, one of our ca- or Sarah's cat is trying to jump up <laughs> if to I, hit if our I, camera, if which I, is my phone. If I sound silent again, it's because Sam wants to. Um, he's he's good at bogarting things. Come Sam, on, Samuel. Uh oh, no, bad, very bad boy. That's gonna knock over the phone. All if right, just, that. Just, anyway, just keep going. Um, so I'll, I thought I'll throw him into the sea, <laughs> <laughs> um, along with me. Right. Um, so uh, it's you know we're July no we're August so it's been we're August fifteenth insane we okay. are almost to September I don't like this I don't like this at I don't all either I, the, your birthday is coming up already uh, so is yours well, I know at that it's rate, always coming you know, up isn't right? it uh, anyway um, so I thought that maybe it was a good time to um, it was a good time to talk about our favorite shows of twenty. So far. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So I think you're going to agree with me on some of these. Um, you actually are the one that told me about Killing Eve. I loved that show. Oh. That was probably up there with my top like three so far. I'm a huge fan of Better Call Saul. It's the spinoff of um, Breaking Bad. Of Breaking Bad. And oh my God, I just love that show. It's so it's so great. Um, and then Handmaid's Tale, obviously, Barry. Atlanta. I mean, there's a bunch more, but I would mm-hmm. say the one that really I can't stop thinking about. It's kind of like when you get you get an album, a friend says this is the best album I've heard in a long time, and you listen to it, and it's like, it's okay, but then you listen to it again and again, and you're like, and you're mm. like I really like this. Yeah. You went from being really skeptical and it being sort of flat, and then it kind of unravels itself, and then you're like, wow, this is much more profound profound than I ever thought. Well, Succession on HBO. Um, I mean, you can't really expect much less than greatness on HBO. They they do a pretty great job. Sure, it's just it's it was so unassuming when I I, I wasn't even interested in it. You think the premise is about this rich family? I thought oh billions like over again, but it's so much more than that. It's shot like a mockumentary, which is interesting because it is a drama. Even though the script is funny, 
it's not a comedy. And I think um, I think anybody who watched <clears throat> either the UK or American version of The Office, Office totally. That's the mockumentary thing where it's like, you know, kind of quick zooms like, "Oh, yep. there's a documentary crew in here that's, like, you know, you're picking up on things." In the room with these people, you feel very yeah. intimate. Like mm-hmm. you feel like you are hanging out with them, which I think is so cool. But it has, so it's, again, it's not as funny as The Office. It's not as lighthearted. But the way they shoot it, it's such an interesting, I, I think it's so cool. Whoever decided to uh, shoot it in this way is so cool. It has this kind of cringe humor, which is, um, you know, it's kind of like uh, social awkwardness. Again, the mockumentary thing. Anyway, it's a great show. Yeah. Handheld camera. Can't stop thinking about it. I love it. It's sort of like uh, Great characters too. Arrested Development or Modern yeah. Family would also have that kind of cringe Arrested humor. Development's a good good example I mean, actually because the, the handheld the, the quick yeah. zooms. Those are both straight up comedies. Mm-hmm. You know where it's like ooh like off color humor, yeah. you know. And Succession is not a comedy. No. But it has oh it has such funny it, writing it, though. Yeah, there's a lot of comedic relatable so stuff good. going on and it's rare that a show, uh, you know, everyone is pretty shitty. Yes. It, it, but they're but, hard to like. But you you root for people who are, like, deeply flawed. Yeah, it is a really interesting thing because there is clearly, like, very good character development, which isn't yeah. always, doesn't always happen that way. And so you'd think there would be, like, a hero or someone that you, but you are weirdly rooting for some people, even though none of them are very heroic-like. No, um, it is a fascinating show. It's very profound, very brilliantly uh, written. Um, I mean, just the humor is so funny. One of my favorite lines is when um, the main guy is is actually, you know, he's like, Logan can't swim. He doesn't even trust water. It's too wishy-washy. You know, like it's such a cool, like biting sense of humor. I love it. It's hilarious. Logan's the dad of yes, the family. Yes, Logan's the dad. It's a big family. If you haven't seen the show... We're both giving it thumbs up. Yes. It is really good. And it's, this is not a show about Silicon Valley. No. But it's a show about a media company that's run by a family Mm -hmm. and. In New York. Yeah. And, and, you know, sort of the, you know, the back and forth. um, The dysfunction of the family members. Right. And how, and how power drives people. Yeah. Power and money. Right. And, 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 and how horrible people sometimes are. Yes. But at the same time, not heartless. Mm -hmm. Great show. Great show. Highly recommended. You know what, um, what I don't recommend, Heather, (laughs) like I'm trying to, I'm trying to segue and it just wasn't working, but I've seen this, um, I saw this coming. Let's talk about online dating and how. Uh, it's worse for us women than it is for men. Yeah. I know. I know you're shocked. Please. I hope you're <laughs> sitting down, everybody. <laughs> I know you didn't think that, you know, in any aspect of life, women might have it a little bit harder than men. But this is actually really interesting because this is a uh, study that was conducted. And wh- what's funny about it is, is, and I think we talked about this last week when I talked about the, the stand-up show Nanette, um, which this New York Times article that was um, talking about the study actually started the article with one of her sort of, uh, I don't know, not one-liners, but uh, stories from her stand-up show that was about Pablo Picasso, who, as an older man, again, like, you know, one of the most world-renowned absolutely, um, you know, painters ever, mm-hmm. but also modern enough that there is quite a bit of documentation about his life mm-hmm. and how he lived it and who he was with and blah blah mm-hmm. blah as an older man he dated somebody who he would go to jail for dating yeah. if it were today uh-huh. right okay it was a long time ago but still all right well put that aside for a second but if you're thinking about the idea of oh and w- one person in a relationship is quite a bit older than the other person or maybe the, that older person is a woman, and mm-hmm. how do we all feel about that? Mm-hmm. And there's some discrepancies, yep. right? At least sociologically. But <laughs> this particular study uh, noted that the desirability of females mm-hmm. on dating apps, again, and this is a, it's a, you know, a small sample size, if you're thinking about all the people on dating apps, was that women peaked at 18 years old. <laughs> I, th- I don't know about that. And men peaked at 50. That is such a discrepancy. That's a five I mean, that oh, is Heather. Huge. Yeah. I mean, to the point where it's like, 
Okay. Well, we've all seen a 50-year-old man dating an 80-year-old woman. Sure. They're both adults. Mm-hmm. But there's eye-rolling that goes on. Mm-hmm. There is. Uh, Not necessarily for me. Depends on the person. Mm-hmm. But that that's a big age difference. It is. Huge. Do you have things in common? Great. Well, it's not going to be the normal things that you have in common with someone your own age. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something else. Yeah. And best of luck. But think about like flipping that. Men peaking at 18 and women peaking at 50. What a different world this would be. I mean, be. It's, it's kind of incredible that we were both made to be with each other because they're, we're so vastly different, you know? Oh, it's shit. just, it's magical and also cruel. Well, so that's the that's the dating world that we live in. Oh yeah, in fact, uh, I uh, I get updates from I've, my friend Raina um, sends me updates uh, from her experiences, and they're quite comedic. Um, just you know, seeing what's out there, um, seeing how you know guys are taking photographs of themselves and putting them on their profile. You know, one guy had a photograph of his feet. Yeah. It's a really uh, strange world out there. Anyways, uh, every episode of our show comes out uh, every (laughs) Thursday or Friday. Um, New episodes are at havesuchagoodday.com. And you can find us on pretty much any any podcast app of your choice. Mm -hmm. Always free, the audio version. iTunes or Stitcher or... Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast or Overcast Overcast. or Downcast or I don't know. I mean, let us know if there's there's a (laughs) podcast app that you can't find us on. Let us know because I will consider that a challenge. We will do it. We might be on Spotify. We are on SoundCloud, but I think we ran out of space, so we just need to figure that one out. Yeah, Heather and I Um, are on a shoestring budget. We really are. And so that's part of a lot of our tiers. In fact, if you... And our goals on Patreon, if you want to check them out. Yeah, man. (laughs) uh, Honestly, though, if you guys really like listening on SoundCloud, please let me know, because we just want to know who is really dedicated to listening on SoundCloud so we know to keep it up. Um, So please let us know. You know, before we get into our next topic, um, one of uh, my friends who was staying over the weekend um, was telling me because I'm I'm out of the dating like the dating app thing. I'm mm-hmm. just like I, I don't I don't know what's going on. I know that Tinder is supposed to be like the great unwashed, mm-hmm. right? And then like Bumble is cool because it's like girl has to like reach out to the guy first. So mm-hmm. you're supposed to like filter out like the creeps, right? Mm-hmm. Even though like fills me with like so much anxiety and dread. I never want to reach out first. But okay, great. But then she was like, no, nah, no, twin- Tinder was whatever. And then there was Bumble. But now there's Hinge. Yeah, Hinge. I'm and Hinge is, Hinge. Hinge is like the cool one. I'm like, is it? Like what? But then she was like, but Sarah, it's starting to come back around again. We're like, Tinder is now like because everybody sort of finds out about the other networks sure. because you're sort of chasing the like cooler dating pool mm-hmm. of people who are like more in the know. Yeah. Very social networking. Oh, totally. Same thing. Totally. And now she's like, Tinder is like almost coming back around That's again. So it's funny. like cool again for people who are like normal and that you'd want to meet. So I'm like, I don't know. Right, I'll just I go ahead could, and pass that along. I think you could maybe meet someone in the produce aisle at Trader Joe's. I mean, maybe try that. Who goes to Trader? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please don't message me. I know that that <laughs> will upset so many people. I just don't, I don't like Trader Joe's. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I think it's gotten better. I like some products there, but the problem is you go to Trader Joe's, but then there's some stuff that they don't have. So then that means you have to go to two stores. That's the problem. That's my gripe with it. I have no problem with what they offer. Mm-hmm. It's just that they don't offer a full grocery experience. They don't. And I only want to go to one store. Yeah. I mean, who wants to go to two stores? Period. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Sarah, I wanted to clarify. Yeah. Because, you know, I do talk about science a lot, but I wanted to let you guys know the reason why I like science. It's not because it's not just because it's fascinating, but it does sort of, it makes me in a better mood because it makes my life seem less significant in a way because I'm in this huge universe. And, and, and that's a good thing it's because a good thing. it humbles you. Oh, it totally humbles me. Yeah. Um, and so I worry less because, it, like, say I have a worrisome week. When I read about science and I think, oh, my God, they're traveling to, you know, Mars and discovering all these crazy things and, um, you know, defying gravity, I think, God, you know, that this is, that is huge. Like, that is millions and trillions of light years away from my little life on this little planet. I mean, when you really understand the the size of the universe and how small we are in it, 
it is humbling. It really is. So I highly recommend that if you you if there anyone's anxious out there, it's a it works really well for me. So speaking of, um, I think this is really fascinating. So I didn't even really think about it, but we've never. I mean, it makes sense. We've never gone to the sun. I mean, why would you? Um, but because you'd burn up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, we've made our first trip to the sun. Who's we? Some scientists, some amazing astronauts out there. Um, but but, th- but humans did yeah, not go to hu- the sun. So uh, they're going to be, this probe is going to be hanging out in the sun's corona, which is a part of the sun that is hot as fuck. Ooh. It's about a mil- millions of degrees Celsius. Yeah, like what kind of probe can withstand such well, heat? Well, that, that was a whole other article that I never read. Sure. But um, there's, there's, there's some technical materials yeah. that mm-hmm. they use, specific materials, because, of course, this thing's going to melt. Um, but that, that part was really fascinating. I just don't want to get into it. Um, but they're, so they're basically their, their flight path is to go toward Venus, because they're going to use the gravity to propel themselves into the sun, toward the sun, okay. which I think is really interesting. I think they're going to, the, the probe is going to be out there about six weeks. The data is going to help demystify things like why the sun's corona is so much hotter than its surface and how solar wind accelerates into space. So kind of interesting stuff. Very. Yeah. I mean, the sun, like, how do you study something so hot? Well, Heather... <laughs> You know how I feel about space. I know. And That's why I keep talking about space. I just want to annoy you. No, it's, it's and again, if you're coming into the show and be like, well, what's the problem with space? I got no problem with space. I don't want to go to space. I think space sounds like the worst. What if Lady Gaga is I would rather be in, in prison. Wow. I would. Yeah. I would, because I'd be safe on Earth where I belong. I am an earthling Sorry. Yeah, you're definitely an earthling. I know. And one one would say, well, you, know, you should probably, you know, think about adventuring a little bit more. But you know what? I can do that on Earth. Mm-hmm. This is true. That's I, what I want to do. I'm not even sure if I would want to go to space, honestly. <gasps> I mean, it's, it's... I hate it, the idea I, of it. And you're trapped in like a little shuttle or like, you know, Awful. that I don't... I think I'm pretty claustrophobic. I already have a hard enough time flying sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but it would be neat to see the view of like be away from the earth and see the earth from the, I mean, there's some things that fascinate me that, but I still don't know if I was asked, I'm not sure I would go. I'm not one of those people. In fact, I don't even want to skydive. Like I just don't want to do the, those things. Like I'll run, a, I'll run a half marathon, but I'm probably not going to run a marathon. So I have skydived exactly once, but it was like, the funny thing about it was, is I was so happy to get back to earth mm-hmm. that I was like, get me out of this plane like jumping out was actually not the problem mm-hmm. i don't want to be in the plane anymore yeah i didn't like it i want to be back on earth like if i have to jump to my death that's what i'm doing and of course i didn't die but remember a few years ago it was like that red bull sponsored oh, yeah. jump like the space jumper totally. who was jumping from i, I guess the, the highest mm-hmm. point that had ever been attempted by a you mm-hmm. know a civilian and I watched that live among lots of people. And I know some of you are among them. And like, like when it happened, I was sort of like kind of almost brought to tears. Like this is oh, really, yeah. you know, it was really beautiful because he had a camera on it. You oh, know, absolutely. And the whole thing, like, mm-hmm. like, 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 you know, sort of, uh, I don't know, barreling back to earth, that kind of thing. And I, I found it um, almost like a spiritual experience. I will not do that personally. Yeah. There's no way. I so just don't. So you'll never like. Um, I appreciate others. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to the sun. I'm not going to Mars. I'm not going to Venus. I don't even want to go to a space station. I, I don't w- even want to bungee jump. Like I, I don't. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna like maybe be in a sailboat every yeah. once in a while and enjoy this little planet that I'm already on because There's I have lots of places to go. I'll, I'll um, think you of know. all the brunch to see oh, on my Earth. God. And I'm pretty adventurous. I'm just not adventurous on that level. And I think there's a certain type of person that needs that level of, of adventure. It's just not me. Sure. Like I've rock climbed, I've rafted big, like really like, you know, advanced rivers. I've done adventurous stuff. I just, I, I draw the line at certain, you know, certain But again, places. I that's just, all earth-based. It like, is. Because that's... Yeah, I don't know. It's Heather and I were talking about this the other day. And, you know, I sort of play up my hatred of space because I know it upsets people. But <laughs> I don't actually hate space. But it's like, well, look at the movie The Martian. Great movie. Loved it. Very enjoyable. Great reason not to go to Mars because mm-hmm. look what happened to Matt Damon. He barely yeah. made it out of life. Barely. Yeah. No spoilers. All right. So, Heather, should we move on to some memes? 
Yes, I would love to. Okay, good. So I love memes. <laughs> so do I. So the idea of you know a meme is something that you hear over and over or see on the internet, and you know it's everyone knows what a meme is. Um, uh, one of the things that I love the most is uh, all of the archives from Know Your Meme because it's always mm-hmm. one of the first Google results when I I I Google something where I'm like this word I know what it means but. Where did it come from? Yeah. What's the origin of this meme? Um, and it's not the only service to do so, but uh, one of my friends was over and Sam, who, Sam, I'm very sorry, by the way, I threw some lipstick at him. I don't know if <laughs> anybody who did does not get the video version of this earlier can't sort of see what was going on where he was like threatening was to like funny, ruin actually. our whole yeah video situation. So um, I had to get him out of, the, uh, get him out of the, the room. But so Sam, speaking of, he he lost a tooth um, some years ago. It had to be taken out because he had like a rotten mouth. And my friend was visiting and she's like, he's so cute. Like, what's what's going on with that? You know, because his tongue kind of hangs uh-huh. out and he sort of has this like, it's sort of like a like a cool kid, like a James Dean yeah, thing totally. that he's doing. But like, and I, yeah. and I said, well, he's very derpy. <laughs> and she was like. That's perfect. Yeah, that's ex- very derpy. That's exactly mm-hmm. what he is. And then we were both like, what is that? And why do we know what that is without being able to like define it? Anyway, so that's where Know Your Meme comes in. Um, if you look up derp on the internet, um, this is again coming from knowyourmeme.com. Derp is an expression associated with stupidity. I am so sorry, Sammy. I love you so much. Much like the earlier forms of introductions like duh and der. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. where derp comes from. In image macros, the subject is typically portrayed with eyes that are pointed to each side and a caption that reads derp. The words herp and derp are also used in rage comics to replace nondescript names or parts of conversation. See, also you are a wizard. And the whole thing goes on and on. It's like onomatopoeia, too. Kind of. Like, you know, it's like Der- derp. Derp is very onomatopoeia I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because it's sort of like, mm, derp. Mm. Which, yeah. is, which is, I think the funny thing about derp is you see that a lot when people talk about their pets. Uh-huh. I'm not sure I would ever say that about a person because that might no, be insulting. No, no, no. Right? No. Like, if I said, like, if you said something and I go, duh, Heather, it's like, meh, okay. But if I was like, well, you look really derpy I'm like I just probably wouldn't do that because yeah. you might be like why that would be a that's little not rude. very nice I I but my cat Sam does look derpy punch you in the face and I love him a lot <laughs> let's let's or avoid I'd kick you in the shin let's, or something let's avoid that yeah let's do that um so anyway um just made me think of uh the origin of derp. I love derp in fact it goes back to the whole slang thing I just love slang words I love them I think they're because it's such a fun I wonder so is that word in the dictionary I don't know, but I do know that the first origin seems to be traced back to the 1998 film Basketball by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, oh. who of course made yeah. South Park. South Park. It actually is in the dictionary. Well, yeah. at least it's in the, um, you know, the... Merriam-Webster? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's as much dictionary as I need. <laughs> Derpier, derpiest, derpy. Derp, derp, derp. Derpy's even a word. Um, cool. Well, I, I love that, Sarah. I think we should do a mem, <laughs> Thanks, a meme, Heather. a meme minute, a mem, uh, a mem, a mem, oh. meme, 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 a meanment. <laughs> First amendment. See, it all comes back. I love it. Love me, love me some memes. Um, so Sarah, the other day, um, I did this, um, it's just like a little speech thing for, um, creative mornings. I think you did one actually a few I years did. ago. I did. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was actually it was, more it, like a couple months ago. It was, it was, I, I, creative mornings is this really cool global, um, community, mm-hmm. uh, um, that is, you know, with many, uh, cities that participate where somebody who has a lot to maybe share with the class for you know, yeah. but for you know, lack of a better word, like for creatives, yeah, and 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 maybe has you know interesting stories or some things to tell folks. And Heather and I both participated in the Los Angeles chapter of it. Yeah, and it's really cool. It's like you people come and you you know they have coffee and donuts and you just kind of talk about your experiences. It's kind of like this. It's it's a little rogue and you know you don't have to like have a. PowerPoint presentation or anything. You just kind of mm-hmm. riff about your experiences. Anyway, it was a great experience for me. Um, a lot of people asked uh, uh, what the biggest inspiration 
uh, has been for me in my career and just in life in general. And Sarah and I were talking about this this morning. Um, there was a really cool article about Jean-Luc Godard, who's a French New Wave filmmaker. He's probably one of the most known French filmmakers. Um, uh, and, you know, he made films, I mean, as early as like in the 50s, 60s, 70s. What's your, what's, what's, what's your favorite Jean-Luc Godard film? I mean, I like a lot of them, but um, I love, uh, I love Breathless is a real classic. It's, you know, the mm -hmm. American in Paris. Um, I love Band of Outsiders. I love uh, A Woman is a Woman. Um, I love, I mean, most of his are pretty good. There's some, you know, he's got Alphaville, which is like more of a sci-fi, which is a little bit different for him. But what I love about him and what I realized, it was a huge sort of groundbreaking moment for me, is that I just, original thinkers. He's such an original. Like, he's a guy who, his work is not derivative at all of anybody else's. It's his, mm -hmm. you know? His style is so unconventional. Um, you know, he, he... Does he does he have a signature cinematic thing? Oh, yeah, Where you're definitely. like, that's your thing and nobody else does this? Yeah. Or if they do, you know that they're imitating him? Yes, he, like, breaks the fourth wall, which mm -hmm. is a huge one. Um, he put, does a lot of jump cuts. That's another one that he's known for, hmm. um, is when, you know, like a scene is cut in a way that jumps and it's a little awkward, but he does it it's in an artistic way. It's intentional. Yeah. Um, he, he, he does this funny thing where he does these dramatic, he's very anti-commercialism, you know, so he, he stages these scenes, these sort of arty death scenes um, that have like red paint as blood, but it's like very clearly red paint. You know, he mixes black and white and color. He does text on the screen. Like, he'll kind of pop, like, a, a message. Mm -hmm. And it's usually, like, kind of a wacky, poetic message that's, that's cool. Like, he's a lot and this of... And sort of preceded pop art, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say it's sort of pop arty film in a lot of ways. But, but, but I would say yeah. that some of the more modern movies we see now, it's like, well... That was actually where a lot of inspiration was oh, drawn totally. from, but people don't always know that. Absolutely. And, you know, he, I like him because he's, you know, he kind of, he's a rogue, like he does his own thing. Um, you know, he, he does these cool things where, you know, he'll, he'll use like big actors, like seasoned actors, but he'll also use just random people. And he kind of does this nice little mix. He does these things like if he has to get a tracking shot, he'll use a wheelchair. He'll have a cameraman go in a wheelchair to do the tracking shot as opposed to, you know, getting a um, steady cam or, or whatever. Probably a way to He's save very some money. Well, absolutely. He's very resourceful. He's yeah. super, super creative. Anyway, I just wanted to mention him. He's, he's uh, if you guys aren't familiar with his work, um, him and Francois Truffaut are kind of the two uh, that are probably the most prominent fr uh, new wave, French new wave filmmakers. Truffaut is also wonderful. Um, I would say Godard is a little more experimental than Truffaut, hmm. um, but they're both two of my favorite filmmakers. So I just thought I would share that. Yeah, it's sort of like it's sort of like our star of the week. Yeah, it on is. some form, yes. right? And uh, trust me, Heather. I know maybe some of you are thinking, oh, for the first time, like, oh, that's really interesting. Um, didn't know that she liked this director. Well, I do because you've got posters on it. Like, yeah. you, this is this is something that you actually is. You care a lot about cinema. I do. And you care a lot about uh, directors that move you. Yeah. And, and I think if somebody were to say, what's the, who's the one? It would be that I would say Jean-Luc sure. Godard. Yeah, and also, you know, he was, I studied French in school, and um, I think he kind of propelled me into my industry, being a producer. Mm. I mean, granted, I'm not making amazing films like he is, as I probably should. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I would say he kind of got me into what I do today. So thank you, Jean-Luc. You're the man. Thank you, Jean-Luc. I feel like there was a Nescafe commercial about this at some point. Uh, maybe I'm mixing it by Jean-Luc. You know, it's funny, just like total aside when we were talking about, you know, how we got into this yeah. world that we're in yeah. and we're still in. When I was in high school, I was part of the, like the video class. Yeah. You know, we called it ROP, Video Regional Occupational Programming. I don't even know what that means, but mm -hmm. that's what it was at the time. And, but it was the video class. Like we did like the daily video bulletin. Yeah. And, you know, we learned about, you know, how commercials use like fear or sex mm -hmm. or, you know, guilt to mm -hmm. get you to buy things. And, you know, also like it was, it That's was very, very impactful to me. Mm -hmm. And I was always sort of a, you know, I like to be 
a performer, sure. right? So I've of course was, you know, doing the daily bulletin and my I just, you know, if you're out there, man, his name was Chet Davis. That was that Chet, was that old Chet. Well, that was our video um our video teacher. I guess you're not a professor if you're teaching video in high school, but we all used to be like, Chet Dean, the place to be. And he'd be like, don't call me that. I am Mr. Davis. But everyone would be like, shut up, Chet. And you know, we were really awful. However, you made a big impact on my life. And to this day, it's like, that was the moment where I was mm-hmm. like, it took me a while to kind of get to the point where I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to do this like for a job. Yeah. Because it seemed so fun. Mm -hmm. It was almost like too fun to be a job. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah. And, you know, as a math major, for you know, I kind of had to come around. But it was definitely Chet Davis. Chet D. There's always those. those In high school where I was like, you actually planted the seed that is why we're sitting here right now doing our thing. That's why I think it is cool. Like, you know, high school teachers and college professors. I mean, they really do make a difference. And I don't. I, I, I hope everybody, I know some people don't, you know, have teachers that really, you know, were, you know, close to them or impacted inf- them or, yeah, influenced them in a good way. And I really don't have many. Like, I yeah. had teachers that I liked more than others. But that was something where I'm like, that was where my career started. Well, mine and I was, was a kid. Mr. Keplinger at Los Gatos High. Yeah? I'm not kidding you. He, he taught me French. And I was in AP French, like I loved it. And I never, ever thought I would take it anywhere serious. But I took the classes, even though I didn't have to after the first two mandatory years. But I just loved it so much because the way he taught. You enjoyed it. I loved it. And he he made me really appreciate, like he opened my mind for sure. So, you know, hats off to Keplinger. Keplinger. Do you know if he's still around or? He's not. Oh, he's not. Uh-uh. Oh, dear. No, well, he's not. you know what? R.I.P. Yes, definitely. Re- rest in power, Monsieur. Yes. Monsieur <laughs> and with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this show. We are. Weird as usual, but hey, but hey, Heather, we would be remiss if we did not mention that for our patrons, uh-huh. the, 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 the conversation continues. Oh, it does. 